You're listening to Doctrine and Duty, podcast of Brian Ray, Senior Pastor of Alexander Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia, where biblical theology meets everyday Christian life. Good day to you faithful brothers and sisters in Christ. Welcome to another edition of Doctrine and Duty, as we are trekking along with the doctrine of church unity, both the biblical and the practical. I'm excited about the the text this morning. It is it is one of uh, those texts that has impacted me. I say this morning because it's morning now, by the way, just so you know, you might be listening to this in the middle of the night, who knows. But this is one of those passages that has greatly, heavily influenced uh, me in the ministry from uh, almost from the get-go, like from the very beginning of my ministry. Uh, at a time when I did not know, <laughs> I didn't know any scriptures at all. Probably John three sixteen was about it, and I was introduced to this passage um, in seminary, <clears throat> and it just really heavily influenced my life. And then we're going to close with one brief passage from the Book of Romans, just just kind of just a verse that I think ties it all together and and really gives us the practical. Um, but in Ephesians four, in verses eleven through sixteen. And this is what I would call the resources that God has blessed the church with uh, for church unity. So resources for church unity. It says, beginning in verse 11, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into Him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So this is one of those passages that, um, <clears throat> again, doctrinally and, and foundationally for me has been very special. Uh, so we're going to jump right in in verse 11. It says, And he gave basically some to be apostles and prophets and evangelists. Um, the first two, uh, it is my belief, uh, apostles and prophets, that these positions uh, ceased within the first century church and uh, from that point on, not uh, available anymore, uh, as we see that the prophets and the apostles, prophets mostly in the Old Testament, but we would we would argue that some apostles could be considered prophets as well in the New Testament and that first century church. But that position, an apostle, I mean, strictly speaking, an apostle is defined as someone who saw the resurrected Christ, someone who spent time with the Lord and experienced his resurrection. So uh, that would obviously negate everyone after the first century. Uh, so there you have that. But I want us to focus on um, the shepherds and teachers. Some believe this is one position. Uh, in other words, it's almost like pastor-teacher uh, or shepherd-teacher. Uh, and so it's it's the dual role of a pastor. He, he is to be the shepherd of the church, but also the, the, the teacher, the preacher of the church, so that he shepherds the people, uh, the members of the congregation, 
And one of the main ways he does so is through the preaching and teaching of the Word of God. And so basically what it's saying is that these positions are gifts that God gave the local church. And again, I would argue that the apostles and prophets are no longer around. Evangelists, uh, uh, not as common it seems in our day, but there are some. Uh, obviously, we could say the, the late and great Billy Graham uh, was a gifted and called evangelist, used of God in, in a mighty way to bring people to Christ. Uh, but our focus is going to be on the shepherds and teachers. And the purpose of those shepherds and teachers, the Bible says in verse 12, is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. So if the church is set up correctly, then the church is set up to, to be under the lordship of Jesus Christ. Um, Christ is considered the groom. The church is considered the bride. Christ rules and reigns over his church. He's the sovereign lord of his church. Then, practically speaking, he sets the church up in such a way that there is a local under-shepherd. So Christ is the good-slash-great shepherd, and then there is an under-shepherd. There is someone who serves under Christ to practically, daily, dutifully, doctrinally, shepherd the local congregation. And that is uh, what we would call today the lead pastor or the senior pastor or the lead or senior elder, whatever terminology you want to use and apply there. But the purpose is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. So as the pastor leads and feeds and protects, and that's what a shepherd does. He leads, he feeds, and he protects. It says to equip the saints for the work of the ministry uh, so that the people of the church, the congregation, the members, are, are not just there to, to um, soak up the Word, but they are there to soak up the Word and to live out the Word and to do the work of ministry, to live out the Christian life, to live out the precepts of our faith, to live out the great doctrines of the Word of God, on a daily basis. So equip them for the ministry, for the work of the ministry. We should be doing ministry on a daily basis, living out the gospel. And then it says this, for the building up of the body of Christ. So as the pastor does his job and leads the people to do their job, there is this building up of the body of Christ. Now, how is the church built up? There's lots of ways uh, the church should be built up in spirit. Uh, we should be stronger spiritually as the pastors and church members do their jobs, respectively. Uh, we should be stronger in spirit. Uh, the church should grow, should be a healthy church, should be uh, healthier each each day as we learn more and more of the Word of God, more and more doctrine, more and more uh, living out the duty of the Word of God. There should be um, the strength of the church. There should be the health of the church. There should be the growth of the church. Uh, we are not responsible for the numerical growth, but we are responsible for the spiritual uh, growth of the church. And so there's a spiritual growth and health, a, a building up of the body of Christ, so that the body of Christ is, is not where it was, but the body of Christ is growing daily, stronger, healthier, to be the people that God has called the church to be. It says, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Now, that is our goal, right? To attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. Now, that's ultimately not going to happen until we're with King Jesus. But that is our goal. Our goal is to, is to strive to, to, to have this amazing unity in the faith, to have this powerful and deep knowledge of, of the Lord Jesus. It says, to mature manhood or adulthood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Our job is not just to get a little bit and just to be settled and satisfied. Our job is to truly grow and to never stop. Obviously, we're going to struggle. Obviously, we're going to sin from time to time, but, but there should be this forward progression in our Christian life until the day 
that we die, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That is our goal. It says, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro. Do you realize that the more you grow, the less, the more you grow in Christ, the less wishy-washy you should be? No longer children, babes tossed to and fro by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, craftiness, and deceitful schemes. In other words, Satan and the enemy is going to work through people or not, and he's going to throw all kinds of stuff at the people of God to deceive us, to discourage us, to manipulate us, to, to get us to not believe the Word of God. And, and the Scripture is saying, hey, God has given a pastor to lead, feed, and protect the church so that the church members would respond in obedience to the Word of God as it's being taught by the pastor. And, and, and then they're all doing the work of the ministry together, and, and the goal is to be like Jesus. And, and as we're doing so, we're going to be less and less immature in the things of God, and we're not going to be like the wave up and down, up and down, tossed to and fro like a, a seesaw or a teeter-totter, up and down, up and down. And, and every time something happens, we're going to freak out, or every time a, a new doctrine arises that's not a real biblical doctrine, we're not going to get caught up in it and believe it, but we're going to be faithful, and we're going to resist those things because we are a healthy and strong church. Wow. Verse 15, rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow, grow so that it builds itself up in love. Powerful, powerful picture of unity. We're speaking the truth in love. We're growing together in Christ. Um, we see every person in the church joined and held together and, and everybody is doing their part. God is equipping each person to do their part. God is spiritually gifted each person to do his part and the, and the body is working properly and everybody's doing their part and functioning is proper and the body is going to grow and build itself in love, up in love according to the word of God. What an encouragement, but also what a challenge. I mean, there is great doctrine here, but the duty, it almost seems like in this passage, far outweighs the doctrine. I mean, the, the, the doctrine is, is this section about the gifts in verse 11. He gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to the local church. But then after that, it's all duty. The equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. And, and so there's this glorious, glorious functioning of the church. And, and that, that's so discouraging to a pastor is, is when the church is not functioning like it should. And when the church is not functioning like it should, it's because the church is not following the Word of God. Jesus is our Lord and Master, and Jesus has set up a pastor to be the under-shepherd of that church, and the people are to listen and follow that under-shepherd and, and do what God has called us to do together. The pastor or pastors and the people joining together to do the work of ministry for the building up of the body of Christ. And so um, that is the practical. Now, I really want to—I'm I'm excited about closing uh, with Romans 14. Verse 19, it says, So then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. You know, a lot of times we, we might pursue peace, but we're, we're more concerned about our own upbuilding. So this is very encouraging and challenging for the people of God because in, in a very narcissistic culture in which we live, to where it's all about me and, and, and what I want and when I want and how I want and all these things, uh, what a powerful reminder. Let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. The church needs to hear that today. Uh, some people say, well, I'm a peaceful person. I'm a peacemaker. I'm a peacekeeper. I, I'm a peace extender. I, I want peace. But they might not be concerned about that mutual upbuilding. 
uh, that we just learned from the Ephesians passage. We just learned how that takes place, how we build one another up. We we believe doctrinally what the Bible teaches, and then we we hold each other accountable, and, and we we serve the Lord together. That's how we build up each other mutually. We all do our part. So many churches, it's been said over the years that 20% of the people do 80% of the work. 20% of the people give 80% of the money. What the church would be like if 100% of the people were doing the work and 100% of the people were giving the funds. What a blessing that would be. May we be a people who pursue peace and mutual upbuilding. Father in heaven, um, we thank you that you have given the local churches a pastor, an under-shepherd, multiple pastors, Lord, to feed, lead, and protect the church. I pray that, that we as pastors would do our jobs and do them well because we are accountable to you. And Lord, that the churches would would follow us and do what they have been called to do. And then together, we're all doing what you have called us to do for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. Oh Lord, build up your church. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, folks, love you. Great uh, speaking to you today, uh, whenever that day might be. And I'm so thankful that you've joined uh, up and listened to Doctrine and Judy. Have a Jesus-filled day. Take care. You've been listening to Doctrine and Duty, a podcast of Alexander Baptist Church, located at 4316 Pamela Court, Chesapeake, Virginia. Join us Sundays at 10 a.m. and find us online at abch.org.